The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning and welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Mary McKenna, in for Kelly Scanlon, owner and publisher of Thinking Bigger Business. I'm sure many of us have been to lavish weddings, to galas, to big events where floral arrangements were fantastic. And what happens to the floral arrangements? Well, more often than not, they're destroyed, they're thrown away. Our guest today, Jennifer Soffen, is trying to change that. Jennifer is in the floral industry and also in the recycling business. The name of the company is Rebloom. Jennifer is the CEO and co-founder. Good morning, Jennifer. We're glad to have you here today. Can you tell us a little bit about Rebloom and how it got started? Why it got started? Sure. It got started when I was at when I was at business school, um, mainly because I'd been kind of going to a lot of my friends' weddings and seeing just how much time and money they spent on their flower arrangements and. I realized from kind of my time at, you know, business school thinking about a variety of different ways to structure businesses and my time in venture capital that with the emergence of the sharing economy, there really was no reason why, you know, these lovely uh, still alive arrangements had to be thrown out after only being used for three hours. I thought there's got to be a way to, um, you know, get them to people that would really want them. Um, and then kind of take the money from from that and do something good with it. So that's kind of how the idea got started. Um, and we did a MVP or minimum viable product with a charity charity benefit, actually with Charity Water, um, and sold their arrangements at the end of the night to you know kind of a small group of customers just to see how it went. And it turns out that that the idea worked really well, and we donated the money at the end of the night um, back to Charity Water so that they could use that money towards, you know, what the whole night was actually about. Charity Water, a global brand interested in providing clean drinking water to exactly. people who would otherwise have to go without. Have you always had this kind of sustainability and pay it forward and giving back kind of mentality? Not really, which is which is something that I think is really interesting about the business now and businesses in general is I don't think that you need to be you know, kind of seen as or actually be, you know, like a tree hugger or someone that, you know, really cares about, um, you know, the environment or something specific, I think that you can, without kind of having that be your main drive, still get your business to um, to address things that are important, like sustainability and like recycling and sharing of goods that, you know, were, were only being used once. So um, I think that I think that every business, business owner can actually, you know, kind of create their business in this vein, not just people that, you know, have always been kind of passionate about about one specific issue. Before Rebloom, you were director, and tell me if I'm pronouncing this correctly, at Zasma, mm-hmm. Zasma a web-based finance company that provided fund for startups and other enterprises. It's quite a leap for you, Jennifer. 
Sure. Yeah. I was actually, and before that, I um, I was the uh, product marketing manager of Google Fiber, which was internet infrastructure. So definitely, I've definitely done um, and still do a lot of a lot of various things in my career. And I think that there's there's learnings from every facet of what I've done in, in every job. I started as a customer service agent at Google and you know that kind of teaches me the, the customer service tools that I use a lot in my business today. So um, I definitely think that you know it's, our business is not just about flowers, it's logistics and customer service. And so I think that there's a lot of different fields that, that will apply to, to what we're doing and, and things that I do in the future as well. Well, tell us exactly how it works. Kind of walk us through the steps on how Rebloom repurposes these beautiful flowers. Sure. So there's two kind of customers that we have. The first customer is the bride or the event holder that says, hey, you know, I'm spending $7,000 on flowers for my wedding, um, and it's kind of a gluttonous affair. I'd love to be able to do something good, give something back. So they go to our site. They tell us a little bit about their event by filling out a five-minute form. Um, and it's really that simple. We ask them how many arrangements they're going to have, what time they'll be available for pickup, what types of flowers they are, who the original florist is. Um, and then we we basically arrange to have their flowers picked up, and we ask them what charity, um, if they're not a charity themselves, they would like the money to go to uh, once the event is over. So that's how we kind of arrange it with our with our event holder. And then our other customer is the actual person purchasing the flowers at the end of the night, and they simply go onto our website, look for available inventory. We kind of do a flash sale model. Um, and when they purchase the flowers, we let them know, you know, because the bride has let us know that, or the event holder has let us know, like, the type and the size, and we let them know how many and what the discount is. Um, and they just go online and purchase, and then the next day after they purchase, the flowers are delivered to their home. Okay, and so now this is all within the greater New York City area. It's not like I can go on your website and order flowers that were at a big gala in uh, in New York and have them delivered to my house in Kansas City. No, I would love that, but we're not. <laughs> yeah, right I would there love that yet. too. <laughs> um, and it, we're in New York and Boston, so if you're in either of those cities, we can work with you. And we're looking to expand, but. Um, we really just want to get those two markets right before we do. So you are for profit. You're making money. Yes. And I don't think that, you know, there's been a lot of debate in my head and with my family and with peers about whether or not we should make this a nonprofit. And, you know, it it could very well be a nonprofit. One of the reasons that I like making it a for profit is because I think that it really demonstrates how you can kind of do business while also doing something really good. If, if you look at our business model, our cost of goods sold, since the bride is giving us the flowers for free or the event holder is giving us the flowers for free, is really our charitable donation. So it's really interesting to kind of build a for-profit business with your cost of goods sold being a donation to a nonprofit. How difficult is it to start up new markets? You say you're in New York. That's sure. where you are based. And Boston, not that far down the road. But uh, what kind of hurdles do you foresee going into other markets? Yeah, I think with Boston and New York, they're pretty dense markets. So our delivery is, is fairly easy. I think if you look at like a market like L.A., for example, it might be a lot harder because people live so much, you know, so much more spread out. Um, so we haven't really encountered that yet, um, and I think that that could be 
one of our biggest challenges. What's actually interesting is everyone says we're in the floral business, but we're not. We're really in the logistics business. So learning how to do that um, more scalably and more affordably so that more can go back to the nonprofits that we donate to at the end of the night um, is really interesting. Uh, but I think it's also getting easier with kind of the emergence of Uber and the sharing economy and, you know, delivery is delivery is going down in cost. Okay, so yeah. how do florists feel about what you're doing? You could be, well, you, you are. You're taking away potential clients from them who would be paying full price. So we actually don't think, as at least right now, that we're taking away clients from them. Um, especially if you look at kind of the New York, I mean, at least looking at the New York and Boston markets, the people that we're seeing um, buying our flowers are people that I don't think would be buying the, you know, $150 arrangements that you kind of have to buy um, to get your flowers from a New York City florist. Maybe we're taking business away from a 1-800 flowers or a pro flowers where the cost is, is around what our cost is. Um, but the florists, since we're working with really high-quality florists at a lot of these events, um, they're generally not even selling to the general public in one-off ways. Uh, so, so we don't really see um, too much pushback from them in terms of, oh, you're taking away our business. The only pushback we see is, is this going to you know, add to like my logistical nightmare at the end of an event? And so we, we, that is not the case. We, we sweep in and sweep out really quickly. Um, but a lot of the florists that we talk to actually are really happy to be working with us because they, they're the ones that spend, you know, 24 hours on making these arrangements and see them used for four hours and then thrown out. Yeah, it's tragic, isn't it? That yeah. would be so sad to see that happen, and I know that, that it does. Yeah. In cities of all sizes, do you see this happening in a smaller city, and, and do you think it could work on a smaller scale? I definitely think it could work on a smaller scale. And one of the things we're developing right now, actually, our CTO is working on an app um, to kind of make this even more scalable um, without us involved day-to-day so that it's really easy to just post your for, – for an event holder to actually post their flowers or arrangements and for a buyer to just buy off of that. So we're really hoping to make it a little bit more peer-to-peer than it is today. And, and, and I see that opening up smaller cities in a, in a very uh, – in a very in a very scalable way, but Kansas City is not such a small city. I spent a lot of time there for Google Fiber, so and we love Google Fiber here in Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people didn't know there was a Kansas City until after Google Fiber was here. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your co-founder Ben Ben Sack. Now he is in uh, software development. You're bringing the logistics, I guess, to the mm-hmm. the company, and and mm-hmm. how does he figure in? Ben is great. He um, he does all of the website, all of the back end of the website, and what that means is like making sure things work in the back end, which is actually quite complicated, the payments. Um, he handles a lot of the logistics, actually, like the back end talking to, you know, our, how we receive our orders actually getting to the actual delivery person. Um, so he actually handles most of that. Um, and then we also have uh, Sarah, who runs our marketing and PR, and she's done a great job of kind of getting us opportunities like these and um, we're going to be featured in InStyle soon and uh, we were on the Today Show and I think that, you know, you asked how we moved to new new cities. Uh, since we're a small startup, but PR is really the only way that we kind of build our customer list. So so I've, I've, I think the success of the business is, is a lot of them and and uh, and 
and if it's if it's due to me, it's due to me getting them to work on the business. We're speaking with Jennifer Soffin. She's co-founder and CEO of the company called Rebloom. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on BlogTalkRadio.com. I'm Mary McKenna, in for Kelly Scanlon, and we'll be right back. Profile America, Friday, March 20th. One of the most distinctive and near-universal American colloquialisms, the affirmation OK, appeared in public for the first time this month in 1839. There have been claims that OK derives from languages as diverse as Greek and Choctaw, and that it appeared in earlier American documents. But it was first published in a Boston Morning Post story with a brief definition. While OK took off around the country, and eventually the world, time KO'd the Boston Post, which folded in 1956 after 125 years of publication. Today in the U.S., there are around 7,600 daily, weekly, or other newspaper publishers still doing okay in this digital age. You can find more facts about America's people, places, and economy from the American Community Survey at census.gov. A lot of people who listen to this show are small business owners and entrepreneurs, and legal representation is critical, and it's critical to have it before you need it. But if someone defames you, Online or off, find a defamation lawyer as soon as possible. Not doing so could inadvertently ruin an otherwise solid claim. Kelly Warner Law caters to people like you, entrepreneurs. One of the top Internet law practices in the country, the attorneys at Kelly Warner have mastered the art of online reputation maintenance. Since opening their doors, Kelly Warner has helped more than 1,000 businesses and professionals with all manner of trade libel and business defamation situations. More than just a client advocate, Kelly Warner's website is a resource for Internet defamation news, tips, case studies, and statutes, both domestic and international. To read up on the legalities of online defamation law, head to kellywarnerlaw.com, a boutique law firm that delivers big firm results and better for a fraction of the price. Kelly Warner works with clients across North America, Europe, Australia, Canada, and Asia. To learn more about Kelly Warner's internet, defamation, and trade libel legal practice for entrepreneurs and professionals, head on over to kellywarnerlaw.com forward slash infographic. That's K-E-L-L-Y-W-A-R-N-E-R-L-A-W.com forward slash Infographic. You can also click on the logo on the IThinkBigger.com website. I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Mary McKenna in for Kelly Scanlon today. We're talking with the co-founder and owner, or CEO, I should say, of Rebloom, Jennifer Soffin. And basically, this is a company that repurposes flowers for profit while still raising money for charity. Now, that's the best way I can explain it. But Jennifer, what's your... What's your elevator speech? What do you tell people when they ask you what you do? Sure. So our our um, our elevator pitches on our site. We support charities while receiving beautiful floral arrangements repurposed from events. So we basically take uh, take floral arrangements, sell them to people that want flowers, and take the money from those sales and donate them back to charities that need that money. So kind of flipping the model 
of donating your flowers at the end of the night to a hospital um, kind of on its head. You know, the hospital would probably rather have have money versus flowers, and so we kind of make that possible. So what other type of events do you partner with? You've mentioned working with brides, but there's got to be, especially in the New York and Boston markets, huge Mm -hmm. events that have flowers adorning the uh, banquet halls and so on and so forth. So explain that to us. Yeah, I did a model. I built a model to try to, you know, when I was early on in business school, kind of thinking about this business, about how much was spent on, you know, flowers. And I think it was something like, you know, billions of dollars a year on, you know, not just the, not just weddings, but corporate events and, and nonprofit galas. So we actually work with a lot of corporations that, that have realized, you know, that this is wasteful. Uh, fashion week is big. Um, especially, you know, a lot of fashion designers have tons of flowers at their events, um, and, and do all year as well. So it ranges from, you know, a, a big investment bank to a fashion designer to, a bride to um, to you know all the nonprofit galas who especially care about this, mm-hmm. um, and we've done weddings where you know they've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on flowers. So you really see a a, a range in that as well. So, how much have you? Well, first off, how long has Rebloom been in existence, and what on an annual basis? What are you giving to charity? What kind of a difference mm-hmm. are you making dollars wise? Yeah, um, I don't know off the top of my head how much difference we're making dollars-wise to charity. I'd have to look that up. But Rebloom has been around for just over a year. So so we're really trying to kind of not necessarily ramp up the number of events we're doing right now, but work on the technology to make it more scalable. And who's your typical customer? That's actually a really interesting question. And I love our customers, and we have a lot of repeat customers. So some of them I know well. But um, – What's interesting is I spent a summer uh, interning my sophomore year of college at a big law firm because I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. And one of the things that I remember from that experience was one of the partners, women partners, had fresh flowers delivered to her office every week. And I remember thinking that those were so nice and one day I was going to be that successful. And I looked into it one time and I realized that it was $300 a week that she was spending on flowers. She must have a lot of Um, billable hours at that law firm. Yeah, she must have. (laughs) Um, And so a lot of our clients are young associates at firms like, you know, the law firm that I worked at where the partners, yes, can afford $300 a week, you know, from a nice florist for flowers. Um, But what we do is we usually sell our flowers in bunches of three to five. Um, And so we have, you know, associates at law firms or investment banks or people that are working tons of hours and are there on weekends and nights and, you know, really want their office to look nice, um, kind of buy those in bunches and then aggregate the cost and the and the bouquets around each other. So, uh, so, so you, that's a big set of clients. Not only do you repurpose the flowers in total, you repurpose the bouquets because some of these displays at some of these galas would be mm-hmm. gargantuan and would dwarf right. anyone's right. office. Yeah, we tend not to do the flowers that are in the foam and the really, really big intricate ones that are, you know, kind of like weaved everywhere because those would take so long to take apart and they probably wouldn't look very good put back together. A lot of times we'll do the, you know, the low table arrangements is kind of what we'll work with. Um, But if you've been to New York Gala or Kansas City Gala, there's plenty of flowers to go around. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm kind of curious, have you ever had a bride buy 
used flowers from another bride's wedding? Not yet. We've had plenty that have wanted to, but one of the things that you know I really like about our business is that our customers know that they're repurposed flowers, um, and we try to set that expectation. I'm not quite ready yet to make the leap um, into selling to someone who only gets one day um, for an event because with flowers, you know, sometimes the product cannot be as good as you want. And if that's the case, we always refund our customers. Um, And it doesn't happen often. It happens probably, I don't know, less than 10% of the time. But I would never, I'm not ready to take that chance yet on someone's wedding. And do you see Rebloom itself moving into other cities across the country or maybe a franchise situation where someone would take your business plan and run with it in their municipality? Yeah, we're always talking about business development opportunities. That's probably what I spend my most most of my time on. Right now we're trying a pilot with a company called Urban Stems where they do fresh bouquets, but at the end of the week they still have, you know, some inventory that's not bad, but they're just they know they're not going to sell it by the time it would go bad. So they sell it through our platform because they would like to raise money for charity if if they're going to have waste anyway. So one of the things we're looking at is also going, you know, to floors that have remnant inventory, not just to that. So what's next for Rebloom, just right around the corner? Do you have something mm-hmm. that's just uh, on the horizon that you can share with us? Sure, we do. Um, so we're building an app right now, like I said, uh, to kind of connect buyers and sellers more seamlessly. And that should be out middle of next month, uh, definitely by Earth Day. That's kind of our big our big, our big, uh, push day. Makes sense. Um, and then uh, the other thing is just, like I said, partnerships with more florists directly potentially. Um, and one of the nice things about that, too, is they kind of have their logistics network set up. So if we can find a way to leverage someone else's work um, and not have to do it on our own, uh, that would be ideal as well. Jennifer Soffin, the CEO and co-founder, along with Ben Sack of the company Rebloom, currently in New York and Boston and maybe in a city near you sometime soon. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. You can follow us on Twitter at I Think Bigger or on Facebook at Thinking Bigger Business Media. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.